Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Let me tell you about AMAC. Uh, once you're over 50, um, you know, you can join these things. You get insurance discounts and travel benefits and, you know, everything else. And you can join all kinds of different groups. I'm telling you there is one, one in this category that you should join, and that is AMAC. Others that I will remain nameless, you should not join. Um, but uh, AMAC, you should. This is a group of people who work tirelessly to not only give you all the insurance discounts and the travel benefits and all the things that you deserve, but they work tirelessly to advocate for the constitutional causes. They were critical in stopping um, uh, House Bill 1, which was going to change all the elections. They're still working on it in the Senate. Join. There's power in numbers. Stand together. AMAC. Join them now at amac.us slash Beck. amac.us slash Beck. There are very few people that I truly trust, that I respect enough, that I that I see something and say, let me hear from this person first. Let me hear, because I know whether it's going to benefit the conservative side or the liberal side, it won't matter to that person. They will shoot straight because they have real integrity and honor. When it came to General Milley, one name came to mind, and he joins me in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Simplest thing you can do with all the garbage that are being, that's being shoveled towards your kids and grandkids. What is the, the simplest thing to do about it? Well, the simplest thing to do is nothing. Nothing is the simplest way. You just ignore the violence, the swearing, the adult themes. Um, and I don't think that that's what you want to do, uh, but it is hard and darn near impossible to find things now. All right. So what do you do? Well, create an account with vidangel.com. You enter your billing information, use the code back. You're going to get the first whole month for a dollar. Then literally all you have to do is connect to your Netflix, Amazon, or other streaming accounts and see what you want to filter out and start streaming. It, it has filters available for uh, just a buttload of movies, 12,000 TV shows, new ones coming out every single week, and it allows you to control the content. Say that you like lots of violence, but you don't like swearing. I'm going to blow up this beep building, and then they blow up, and you see body parts, and you don't mind the body parts, but you didn't like the F word. 
You can do that. Let's say you love the F word, but you don't like buildings being blown up. You can do that. Whatever it is that you want your family to consume or not consume, VidAngel gives you the control. I want you to go to vidangelbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck. Try VidAngel for a month for only a dollar, only a buck. VidAngel makes your makes your viewing more pleasurable and and takes the pressure off of geez, what am I doing to my kids? It's vidangelbeck.com. Go there now. So this thing with uh, General Milley, I do not like to use the word treason because it is so specific in the Constitution and it uh, requires the death penalty. Um, However, there has to be something that happens to General Milley. I am so concerned about how out of control and how we don't care about chain of command we don't care about the constitution anymore general milley is uh defiant over his over a pressure to resign um he says look i did nothing it was the perfect phone call i'm sorry it doesn't seem like it was and the one person that I really wanted to hear from was General uh, uh, Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, who is the executive vice president of the Family Research Council. General, um, what do we what do you take from this? What is this yeah, normal? When, <laughs> no, I've never uh, I've, I've never seen this before. I, uh, I know that uh, you could go back in time to MacArthur and say, uh, as he ignored Harry Truman's orders and kept threatening the Chinese that uh, he was eventually relieved. But that, that's the only thing in the history of our military that I'm even aware of. Wow. Uh, let me make one correction on what you said. Uh, treason does not require, it does not mandate the death penalty. There are other penalties that can be assessed as well. And, and treason, one of the definitions of treason and part of the statutory definition of treason is providing uh, aid and comfort to the enemy. Now, when you tell your enemy that you are going to notify them if we decide we're going to attack, what are you doing if you're not providing aid and comfort to the enemy? This is an unprecedented situation with Mark Milley, and I know that there are credible people that are saying, no, these phone calls are routine. It's not the fact that he was talking to the Chinese. It's the content. It's the content of what he was saying to them and the fact that he did that behind the back of the president and did not inform the president. And statutorily, he commands nothing. He was the senior military advisor to the president on all things military. But he has no command authority at all. As the statutory advisor to the president, you would think that he would let the president know this was undermining the president. No matter how you cut it, he was undermining the president, and it's based on his his political persuasion as well as his hatred for Donald Trump. I will tell you that I would say exactly the same thing, and I think you would too, if a general would have done this uh, in Afghanistan and called... England 
and said, look, and I got to give you the heads up um, and did what we all think would have been the right thing to do uh, for the president to do. But if a general would have done these things, I would have been out of my mind. We are run by civilians, and I hate what this president is doing to our military and to our credibility around the world and to our citizens in Afghanistan. But the thing I was proud of is I know the troops felt the same way, yet they did it because it was a legal and lawful order. Uh, Glenn, you said it, civilian control of the military. That is so fundamental to who we are as a nation. That is not only, uh, uh, you know, a uh, operating principle, but it's an ethos. Yes. We believe in civilian control of the military. And when, when you do what Mark Milley has done, you are setting yourself up to supplant the authority of the president. Okay. Which under Article 2 of our Constitution... He is the commander in chief. So let me get, I, I, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, please finish. I just find this uh, so grievous and it's not a Republican or Democrat issue. Correct. Every American, every American should be very concerned right now because this is the first time in our history that we've seen this kind of thing as a rogue. I, I consider Mark Milley to be a rogue not just based on this, but on other things where he went off on this white rage issue uh, and he was uh, bragging about the fact that he's reading Kendi's books and, and other things. Every American should be very concerned about this because if, if this had gone as far as it could have potentially gone, uh, this would have essentially been a military coup. So let me let me ask you a couple of scenarios here um, and just just help me think things through. Um, apparently, I mean, if he would have called the Chinese and said that and you can you can dismiss this as like we've known each other for a long time. And so I'm just look, if nothing's crazy going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'll call you in advance. If the president would have said, hey, call your guys and say this is fine. But the president wasn't involved, no matter who else was involved, because this is them trying to say, well, there are lots of people that knew about this phone call, not the president, but lots of people were in on it. Well, that to me makes it worse. Isn't that a conspiracy then to thwart the authority of the commander in chief? I go back to what what I said earlier. He is the senior advisor to the president on all things military. Now, you can't have those kinds of conversations and not do your statutory duties, and that is to keep the president informed. This was undermining the president, and and I understand that he can talk to the Chinese, the Russians, even the Iranians or whoever he wants to talk to, but he does have a statutory responsibility to keep the president advised as the senior advisor to the president on all things military. And his intent was to do this without the president knowing it and to undermine the president. And and if Esper, in fact, knew about it, the two of them are complicit in this. But Chris Miller says he did not know about the call that was allegedly made while he was the acting secretary of defense. That would have been Milley's uh, direct boss. Correct. Yeah. Well, that, that's a 
No. No? There is a concept called the National Command Authority. That's the people who have the authority to deploy forces. Uh, and that is the Secretary of Defense and the President of the United States. Milley is an advisor. Huh. He does not have command authority. He's an advisor. So, obviously, any chairman that is worth his his weight is going to keep in close contact with the Secretary of Defense. He would tell the Secretary of Defense if he was going to make a call like that. He would keep him informed in terms of what the outcome of that was. Uh, he might even share the transcript with him. But apparently that did not happen, certainly did not happen with Chris Miller. And, and that then calls into question, why did you not inform the Secretary of Defense, who is one half of the National Command Authorities that has the authority to deploy troops, unless you were trying to undermine both him and the president. All right, so, They are the National Command Authority. So let me see if I have this understanding right on the second part of this. And that is Nancy Pelosi was involved. She was concerned that, you know, Trump was just going to turn the keys and we were going to blow up China. Um, and, um, he's spinning this as he said to underlings, you know, follow the chain of command. The other way of looking at this is he was saying, call me first. If before you follow anything, you call me first. Isn't that exactly the opposite of what I understand to be the way our, especially nuclear system works? You you assume that if it is coming with the correct code, that it takes two people, not just the president, and you must not disobey that order. You don't pick up the phone and call someone else. In fact, you're trained not to because it could be a, a fake on the other end. Uh, it could be a misunderstanding. You do not make any decision other than turn the key if you saw those codes coming across. Is that right? That is the way the entire system is set up. And keep this in mind, too, Glenn. Uh, when a, a, a young man or woman enlists in the military, one of the part of their oath is that they pledge to support or to obey the orders of the president and the officers appointed over me. Now, the officer commissioning is just slightly different. It doesn't have those words, but it has the same meaning in terms of obeying the order and obeying the orders of the president because he's the commander in chief, according to Article 2. So now you've got Millie in there saying, don't do anything. If you get any of these orders, don't do anything. Don't which, do anything until I'm in the loop. Don't which check with me first. puts us at grave danger. Right. I mean, we're not talking about what it what happened. We're talking about what could happen and why it is so vital that no general ever is allowed to do anything like this. No, there there, there is. Again, there's no precedent for this. I, I yes, MacArthur ignored the uh, his orders. He ignored the uh, warnings that uh, Harry Truman had given him. But there is nothing like what we've seen here with Millie. And, 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 and I know that there are people who support Millie 
the good people who I have confidence in that are supporting Millie on this thing, but saying, but he has routinely talked to the, the Chinese. Yeah, that's right. But has he routinely advised the president of, of what the content of those conversations or the secretary of defense of his intent to talk to them because the president and the secretary of defense are the national command authorities, and they're the only ones that can deploy and put troops into harm's way. So um, I'm going to take a break, do one minute, and then um, Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin. Jerry, I, I would like you just to answer the question. So what should happen from here? Um, what should people be doing um, from here? Uh, I mean, we have to have a military that obeys the chain of command for every lawful and legal order. Um, and this is a massive breach of that. So what should happen to him in 60 seconds? American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I'm doing a show next week on the coming economic collapse, and it is a big one, and it's going to change your lifestyle. It will change what you think you know about how Americans live, and it, it could change us forever in very bad ways. Um, one of the things that you have to do is spit yourself out of the system. I'll explain all this next week, but um, you, you need to make sure that you are paying your bills and paying exactly what you owe and not overpaying. And that comes with interest rates. When you are paying 4% for your mortgage, you are overpaying. Stop. Save that money. If I'm right, your dollar could be worth half of what you have saved right now. You need every penny that you can save. Uh, I want you to get out of the high interest rates. I want you, if you are going to get a mortgage, get one now. It's gonna get harder for you to get a mortgage. And do it with a company that is a family-owned and operated co company that works for you, not for the banks, and they have you covered coast-to-coast. -coast. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Call them today, please, 800-906-2440. 10 seconds, station ID. So, General, what should happen uh, to General Milley? Well, I think that he needs to uh, step down, uh, and there should be an investigation here, and we should find the whole story. We need to get to the bottom of everything that happened, and uh, and then if, in fact, he is uh, he is found to have committed treason, then uh, I, I think that... Uh, he has to be uh, treated accordingly. And again, it's not an automatic death penalty. That's not. The, I thought that's what was in the Constitution. I'll have to go back and check. It allows for the death penalty, okay. but it, it can also be as low as a $10,000 fine uh, for treason. So now treason in wartime uh, is uh, normally carries a, a higher penalty. Okay. But if you look at these lieutenant colonels and others that have spoken out about uh, how they feel about the chain of command, et cetera, and they've all been fired immediately, don't we have a double standard here? Of course we do. Of course we do. 
um, on the things that people should be worried about and standing up for and making sure that something pays, somebody pays attention, how high on the priority list with everything that's going on, how high on the priority list is this? I think this is a very high priority, Glenn, because, again, every American needs to be concerned about this. This, is, Listen, I, look, I, I look at Joe Biden and his administration, and I say this is a dysfunctional administration. And clearly, when they cut the mic off on the, on the president routinely to make sure that he doesn't say something foolish that's going to create problems, uh, you, you, you've got a problem there. And I think every American should be concerned that uh, if a military officer can undermine the commander in chief of our military and and working in coordination with the uh, speaker of the house, for example, this is a this is a problem that is extra constitutional. This is a problem that could ultimately be the end of our, uh, our country as we know it and this whole idea of civilian control of the military. Okay. We are a constitutional republic. Let me ask you this. We have been so undermined by the Biden administration and the pullout of uh, our troops in Afghanistan. And I mean, we've just betrayed everybody. Um, there is something else that Biden has just uh, said that he is going to share um, U.S. and British nuclear submarine technology with Australia. France is out of their mind about this. And I want to give you this and see what you think. Uh, Macron said this is a regrettable decision and it only reinforces the need to make the issue of European strategic autonomy loud and clear. There is no credible way to defend our interests and our values in the world, including in the Indo-Pacific. Isn't he saying that we have got to pull away from this big relationship with America because we can't trust and we have to trust ourselves? Absolutely, Glenn. Listen, the Europeans for uh, probably two decades have talked about and even experimented with creating a, a, a separate entity, a separate military force, uh, aside from NATO to where the European Union and that, that's what it would be. It would be European Union nations that they would have a military that they could use without the influence of the NATO commander, which is always an American. Mm-hmm. And that's an American because they asked for America to take control of this. But uh, yeah, you could see them forming this separate from NATO or even NATO going away. This is a a tough situation. And thank you very much, General. I appreciate your time and your advice. And they said that Donald Trump was going to destroy NATO. Back in just a second. Stand by. We have another powerful guest. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, We have another powerful guest on uh, to uh, talk about something that is, (laughs) I think, so important in just a second stand by let me tell you about patriot mobile um what is it going to take for you to understand we have got to get out of business with people who are doing business um to destroy the western way of life believe it or not verizon i mean i know that sounds like hyperbole but verizon has been um uh, been supporting anti first uh, first amendment anti second amendment uh you know they have the uh, money going to planned parenthood None of those things. You know, you can disagree with me. That's fine. But I don't want any of my money going for that. 
Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile doesn't do any of that. They have the same great service. They're on the same cell towers. You're going to save a buttload of money. And you're going to stand with a uh, company that is actually putting their money where their mouth is. And they're standing to try to uphold all of the amendments of the U.S. Constitution. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. We all better hang together or we'll hang separately. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call now, 972-PATRIOT and save. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Ten bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is a song that is forever at least burned into my memory uh, as the song for the heroes of 9-11. Superman by John Andrasik. Um, John is an amazing guy. He's a singer-songwriter um, uh, for Five for Fighting. Uh, he's I think he's been on the show before, uh, our show, but... You know, I don't know his politics. I know that he stands up for the military. I know that he is trying to do good with his power and his career. Uh, and I have I'm not only a fan. I also am a um, I also am a, a fan of a, a nice guy. He's trying to be a good guy. He's getting some heat because uh, he's coming on this program. He tweeted, I'm going to be on the Glenn Beck radio program talking about blood on my hands and the current situation on the ground in Afghanistan. And um, he got a lot of heat from some of his fans. If you had any shred of dignity, you wouldn't go on these shows that continue to lie about the election and vaccines. I don't know what those lies are, but um, somebody else, I'm surprised to see uh, he's one of the people hurting us. I'm so sad to see uh, his choice to join with liars and demagogues. That's a good name of her show instead of, you know, Glenn and Stu, liars and demagogues, maybe. Um, we welcome now to the program uh, John Andrasik. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Demagogue is a good name for a rock band. <laughs> the demagogues. Um, <laughs> you are in the news this week because you wrote a, a song, and I don't know when uh, rock and roll became you know, obey the man and don't don't question authority. Um, but you wrote a song and I want to play a little bit of it. Blood on my hands. Uh, and it was you're not allowed to promote it on Facebook. Here it is. Got blood on my hands. Got blood on my hands. And I don't understand. This, I think, is something that everybody is feeling right now. I don't understand what's happening, and I just want to ask some questions. Uh, and you are you are asking some pretty f- profound questions, and some questions that every American should be asking. Tell me, Willie uh, Millie, when did you decide this will defend your sacred motto? Now means never mind. Uh, why can't Blinken, why can't you look us in the eye? I mean, those are important things to question. 
tell me where the song came from and the reaction to it. Well, you know, Glenn, I think like everybody, uh, when uh, the first images started coming out of Afghanistan, uh, you know, the people falling off planes and mothers throwing their babies over walls, mm. and, you know, people getting crushed at checkpoints, we, it, it kind of in a, in a way reminded me of 9-11, uh, just the horrific images and that kind of stunned what is happening. And, uh, but it really didn't, really didn't start forming as a song till the day our 13 soldiers were killed and the 100 Afghans were killed by the suicide bomber. Like, uh, like musicians, and, and probably you, you probably have a punching bag or something you do or go for a walk or a run when you get mad. I, I sit at the piano and just bang. Mm. And I went up there and uh, still had no intention of writing a song. And, um, but then a few days later when I was driving my family to Mammoth for a, a nice weekend, I got a call from a friend, and I pulled over. And she said to me, hey, I need some help. Can you give me a certain contact to some, some folks I know? And I said, sure, what's going on? And she said, well, I'm or- organizing evacs of ACITs and SIVs from Afghanistan. And I'm like, w-, and again, I'm, you know, I'm a naive singer. I'm like, what's an, what's an AMCIT, ACIT? She's like, American citizen. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're telling me that private citizens are risk, risk, risking their lives to go rescue our people that our government left behind. Yeah. And this is a tough toughie, this, this, this woman. And she started crying. And, and I'm like, what is happening? So um, a couple verses were written that day. And then finally, finally, when President Biden came out and gave his extraordinary success speech, um, Obviously, like all of us, I was kind of stunned, and, and I was hopeful because I've always, as you know, I've been a big supporter of the, the military, and I was big. hopeful that G- General Milley and, and General Austin would will come out and put some perspective on that, because I've always felt, look, politicians are who they are, but our generals are the adults in the room, and if things get really sketchy, they'll, uh, they'll make, you know, at least make the right decisions or be honest with us. But when they started parroting the Oh, extraordinary success. Look at this amazing evac. Everything went according to plan. I got scared. I'm like, this is dangerous because I realized at that moment, this is not a humanitarian mission. This is not a military mission. This is a political exercise. So the last few verses about Milley and Austin and Blinken basically wrote themselves. And, uh, and then, you know, I waited till 9-11 uh, was over, because um, certainly you, you don't want to put a song like this out over that weekend. And I put it out the next day, and uh, I think a lot of people agree with the message. Um, unfortunately, we're such a tribal country that there's many folks who uh, are not interested in uh, letting, letting me hear it. Um, and I'm not accusing Facebook of that, because I think this was more of an algorithm thing, but the problem is, you know, that we've so many, seen so many examples of censorship from big tech that when something like this happens, it's hard to give them the benefit of the, of the doubt. But uh, it's getting out there. People are resonating. I'm getting hundreds of emails from all walks of life, all political stripes, certainly veterans, military families. So I, I think it's an important message because, as you said, it's a moral issue. It's not a political issue. And deep down, we all know what happened was a calamity. I'll tell you, John, I, I've never, I mean, I've been embarrassed by my country historically. Um, you know, there were times uh, that I've seen some of our presidents say things, do things, and I'm like, oh, geez, that's going to leave a mark. Um, and there were times even under Donald Trump that I thought, oh, I'm embarrassed. Stop, stop tweeting. Stop saying these things. You know what I mean? Uh, that's different than his policies, which I generally supported. Um, 
but this was the first time that I felt my country in the time. You know what I mean? I've, I know we've done it in the past, but in real time, this is the first time I have been shocked, horrified, scared uh, at the lack of honor. And I think people, no matter what walk of life, I think we all felt this is dishonorable, really dishonorable. You wrote a line. I can't hear her scream if she's not if she's not on TV. I can't hear him scream if he's not. He's not. He's not on TV. What do you mean by that? I can't agree with you more. And um, just to echo what you said, if Donald Trump were president and we were in this situation, I would write the same song. Yep. And the names would change. It would yep. be the same song because it is a moral issue. And believe me, I'm no huge Trump fan, and I've been embarrassed by him before. But as this is, I think, a generational catastrophe because our word, the American word matters. No man left behind matters. Um, and why would anybody trust us again? I am ashamed. Glenn, I just got off the phone with my friend, who I mentioned inspired the song. I talked to her, her every day, though she goes radio silent, you know, for a couple of days, and then I start to worry. But literally, when you guys called, I hung up with her. She was telling me about a music school that was burned down by the Taliban, and the children are in hiding, and they're trying to get them out but they're having, struggling with the State Department because there's this thing called a, a lily pad transfer. I'm learning all this stuff. I have no idea that they have to get permission from a country to take them. That's happening right now, okay? What do we see on television? You know, certain usual suspects still focus on Afghanistan, but the media has moved on. And to me, that's a shame. I feel, I feel ashamed because you're right. If it's not on TV, it doesn't matter in America. Mm-hmm. And those kids are trapped. There's people getting tortured, and it's on us. It didn't have to happen. And it's not about the decision to withdraw or not. We could have done it in a much orderly way. We could have kept Bagram. We could have kept a small force, kept air power. It would have been very, I wouldn't say easy, but it didn't have to be this way, and it doesn't have to be this way now. But that's happening as we speak. And we're supposed to be a compassionate country. I hear that from you know, some of the folks on the other side that, frankly, don't have any interest of playing this song. Um, and I'm wondering, is this America 2.0? And I really don't like it very much. And I'm with you. I'm ashamed. And uh, I don't know what to do. Sometimes songwriters have no words. It's rare, but I have no words. Sean, I, um, do you have any thoughts on what the hell has happened to the, the arts community, the, the songwriters, the musicians, rock and roll has is a rebellion it is about questioning authority i've i mean when you're going after um eric clapton for a song about covid19 and the lockdown when you're going after clapton what has rock and roll and music become isn't it ironic that that rock and roll speaking to the man um now the music industry and all the publications is the man. It's, 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 sur- it's surreal. They used to appreciate rebels. Now they have pseudo-rebels. And they're all, I think, I think it's two things. I think there are people who agree with our sentiments. And I think pretty much everyone does. But they're scared. 
they will, you know, it will affect their career. They may get canceled. They may get their can- concerts can- canceled. And if the machine comes after them, they're scared. And I think the other side of it is what permeates the whole country is the, the tribal group think. Okay, we've gotten to a point where we're so tribal that no matter what the issue is, we don't think it. Look at look at it through a moral lens. We look at a political lens. Does this hurt our side or not? Yes. And if it hurts our side, we're going to buy and pair it. And, and I'll say this to your audience. What's happening with the left on the extraordinary success is similar to what happens on the right with Donald Trump won in a landslide. All these people are walking around, Donald Trump won in a landslide. Donald Trump did not win a landslide. Donald Trump lost the election. Similar with this Afghanistan parody of an extraordinary success. What a evac. And it was disgusting to see some of the Democrats in the Congress questioning uh, Blinken, basically just towing that party line when they know deep down this is catastrophic for America. That's a sickness. That's a malignancy this country has. And if we don't address that, then I fear for our grandchildren. Because if it's an Orwellian narrative, it's an Orwellian world. And we're moving down that path. John, I, I appreciate um, what you're doing. I, if you wouldn't mind holding, I'd like to talk to you off air about your friend in Afghanistan. I don't know if you're aware of what we're doing. I can't make any promises, but I can at least um, see if we can if we can help at all. Um, it is if our country isn't going to do it, it is our personal responsibility um, that we do the right thing, even if our country doesn't. Um, John, thank you. Um, hold on for just a second. If you want to hear uh, the song, you can find it pretty much uh, anywhere. Blood on my hands. Uh, it is a, a song that is not sticking it to the man, is asking the man. What the hell is going on? I think we deserve some answers. Car Shield. Today's the day that your warranty is out. Or maybe it was last week. Maybe it was last year. And you're driving around and your, your car is tick-tock, tick-tock. Something, something is going to go wrong under the hood. And maybe it's something simple. Squeaky belt. Little adjustment. Maybe it's something fabulously expensive. Like uh, dinner at the gala and a brand new dress that says tax the rich or maybe a computer chip. It'll be too late if it's a computer chip. You're going to have to pay for it or just sell your car and you're going to have to start all over again. Don't do it. Car shield cars stay on the road longer. Why? Because of the coverage that they have that gets you out of having to pay these nosebleed expensive uh, repairs. Deductibles may apply, but you help you design it the way you want it designed. Get the coverage today for your car. It'll save you a buttload of money in the long run. Trust me. Carshield.com slash back. Save 10% now. Carshield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. We just talked to uh, John Androsik. He's from the. He's the singer and songwriter from Five for Fighting. Uh, he has a new song out called "Blood on My Hands." Uh, we are always begging for culture. I think he's the best songwriter we have on. You know, and I can't say on our side, on the side of the republic, on the side of decency. Um, and everybody is asking for culture. He is a major force in culture. Um, the only one that I'm aware of in uh, the Republicans uh, that have retweeted his song or, or put out on social media, blood on my hands, 
uh, is I think Burgess Meredith. Um, no, not, not Burgess Owens, Burgess Meredith. He's been dead for a while. That would have been incredible. That would have been I mean, incredible. that is a tweet I would have liked <laughs> yeah. to have seen. I would have liked to see that too. Um, but uh, Burgess Owens, um, we, we, please send this uh, everywhere. I'm going to tweet it. I'll put it on all my social media. Uh, and you'll be able to retweet it or, you know, post it yourself. But please get this out. This is culture. And this is where we always lose. Here's a guy who is fighting for the things of decency. And he is a force in the culture. And they're doing everything they can to shut him down. We need to pick up that ball and help support people like this. Um, and that goes to Congress. Send this to everybody in Congress and say, why, are, why isn't your office retweeting this? This is a great message. Um, John Androsik, the name is Blood on My Hands. Uh, we need a little grassroots organization here to, to support somebody who is actually doing the right thing um, and using their talent uh, for good. You look into him at all, you'll see he's a really good guy. A really, really good guy. Um, And I'm sorry if my support hurts him, but, uh, you know, with with people that are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Glenn Beck likes fight for fighting. Shouldn't music cross all lines? Shouldn't it? Do you have to to vote for one person to be able to like a group? Because if that's the way it is, You should question yourself before you wreck yourself, because that's wrong. That's wrong. This is the Glenn Beck Program. That wrecked my credibility.